This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, friends. Hope you're having an amazing day. I am so glad that you're here today tuning into another episode of the Life and Style podcast. I'm very excited to share with you this conversation that I had with Miranda Randall. So Miranda is a lifestyle and wedding photographer, an Airbnb super host, and an amazing gardener. In this conversation, she shares with us her top tips for taking beautiful photographs, creating a dream Airbnb space that guests will love, and growing a successful garden, which she has done so well, even living in the city. She also talks about cultivating compassion and creativity as a business owner and just as a human being. She is so kind and so open, and it brought me so much joy to connect with her on the podcast. I am beyond thrilled to introduce to you Miranda. Hello, hello, friend. How's it going today? Hey, how are you, girl? Good. I'm doing so well, and I've been so excited to get to chat with you today. So to start this episode out, would you mind kind of introducing yourself to our audience, sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do? Hi, everybody. I'm Miranda Randall, and I am a wedding and lifestyle photographer. I also have a couple Airbnbs. I am addicted to all things plants. So I love the garden. I love houseplants. I have a greenhouse. And so that's a a little bit about me. So I guess we're just... I love it. Each of those topics you just hit on, we're going to really dig deeper into them. So that was that was the perfect intro. Um, Okay, so let's start off with this. You've got a lot going on in your day, it sounds like each day. So what does kind of your typical day look like? You know, I wake up in the morning and I first go out to feed my chickens, honestly. <laughs> so I love also, it. also to add in, yeah, I have some hens uh, in my yard. I live in the city, so we're allowed to have I pretty much have any animal I'm allowed to have in the city. So it's like my little urban homestead. And so I go out, I feed my ladies. I have a little koi pond. I feed my fishies. I make sure my Airbnb guests are doing good because one of my Airbnbs is actually in my backyard. So wow. And how many Airbnbs do you have? So right now I have two, but we're actually in the process of remodeling a home to put on Airbnb. So we're about to have three probably starting this November. Oh my goodness. Um, But it all started with the one in my backyard, which used to be a a detached garage that we converted into a 300 square foot tiny home. Oh, I love (laughs) it. How cool and so resourceful of you guys to do that. Um, okay. So you start out, you feed your chickens, you take care of your animals. What's next? Pretty much then, like I said, check on the guests, see how they're doing their checkout time is at 11. So then after they move out, I make sure everything's good because honestly, the Airbnb market is so crazy right now. We have people in every single day. So then I check in with the guests that are coming just a few hours later, make sure everything gets cleaned, pick some flowers from my garden so they can have fresh flowers. Oh, love it. Thank you, girl. Like it's so like, it's fun. It's work, but it's enjoyable because I love hosting people. So like I go get them some eggs so that they can really just like enjoy 
Um, just like the comforts of feeling like they're at home, even though a lot of them have been on the road for, I mean, hours and hours. I just want them to feel comfortable. And so then I go head over to the next place. And then after all the Airbnb stuff is done for the day, then I I'll normally do some post-production because I still, you know, I still take photos as well. So it's, <laughs> it's like uh, increments throughout the day. I'm just moving on to one thing to another. But I mean, I'm so thankful because all of it's like a, it's a nice creative outlet. So yeah. Oh, how cool. Um, I love that. And it sounds like, you know, the things that you're filling your day with are things that you are happy to be filling your day with, even though it's work. It's something that, you know, that fills your heart up. <laughs> exactly, girl. It's been, it's, it's a lot of fun, honestly. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about, let's kind of dig into the photography stuff. So how long have you been doing photography and how would you describe your photography style? Okay. So honestly, I started right in high school. I mean, I probably started taking photos when I was 16, just for fun. I was like on yearbook and journalism. And it was just like a, a thing, you know, honestly, back then, you know, Instagram had just started. So I was really just trying to get awesome photos for my Instagram. I never thought I'd like become a photographer. <laughs> but in time, like, especially as I moved on into my senior year, I started taking photos of like, uh, for like senior photos for my classmates and doing little things. I was like, man, if I could make this a job, like that would be awesome. Because, you know, people always say, you know, find something you love and they try to make money by doing it. I just didn't think it was truly possible. But pretty much from the point of graduating high school onward, I just worked really hard at trying to cultivate it into a business because, I mean, even when you love something, you still got to figure out how to be good with people. And yes, there's it. still hard stuff, even when you love it. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of learning at first. And Honestly, it just, it took some time. And like I said, just growing in those business skills. But after a while, I mean, it's been like, I mean, I'm on, honestly, I'm always learning things about it, but it's been good because now it's, it's sufficient to, you know, help us make, you know, money to support so many things that I've been able to get into because it was a business that kind of helped train me to get into things like Airbnb and opened up so many doors. So I've been thankful to like find something I really enjoy at such a young age in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. So starting after high school is when you kind of started building this business. That's a young age to have, you know, kind of clarity on something that however many years later, you're still doing you, you know, you were spot on with that at that age. I can't even believe it. It's been like, say, how girl, I'm getting old, but it's been like <laughs> eight years now. Like, yeah, it's probably been like, it's moving. It's so crazy to see how time flies, but it's been so enjoyable because I've enjoyed doing it this whole process. So awesome. So, so awesome. So I love your photography style and the people in your photos always just seem so at ease, so comfortable. Tell me a little bit about kind of how you achieve that. How do you kind of get that comfortable, relaxed style of, you know, getting your clients to feel good in front of the camera? Oh, thank you so much. That means like so much that you even like think that when you look at my photos, because it's so yeah. important to me. Like I realize for the most part, when you meet a person, like they're not used to being behind the camera. So I try to be relatable and put people at ease. I mean, I'm only like five feet tall. So I'm just like, I'm little. I'm just like, hey, just don't be scared of me. Just relax. <laughs> and a lot of times it goes straight into just like, you know, asking them questions about themselves so that they feel comfortable and just like making sure they don't think it's a high pressure situation. Obviously things like weddings, 
there's more form formalities to it, but especially when it comes to engagement sessions and family sessions, I really want them to feel like I'm their friend because I am for one, but yeah. then two, that correlates in photos. I mean, if a person's not comfortable, you're going to be able to see it in the images. So it pretty much from when I started, I really tried hard at just my people skills and making people feel at ease. So Mm, yeah. So when they feel comfortable with the person taking the photos, there's that much more likely to actually relax and be themselves when they're in front of the camera. Exactly. I try not to be too cool for them, which I'm not cool at all. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. I just I'll I, I try to bust a joke. I'm probably some of them may think I'm funny. Others may not. But I just try to be myself and like, no, like, hey, I'm just a normal person. I get this. Let's just get these photos, you know. So yeah. it's it's fun. That's awesome. That's so much fun. So if someone is listening to this who would love to grow their own photography business, what pieces of advice would you give to them? You know, honestly, and this would probably work for any business. It's just put nothing to me in life so far has just been easy. So it takes a lot of hard work. So let have that person really put the time in growing at their skill even if they want to do something else, just make sure that they're offering something good to their clients. But then once again, just being good with people, you know, being kind and really caring about them because people are going to get that. And then when it comes down to um, networking and people giving you referrals, they're going to refer you not only because you offer them a good quality but because you were also a good person along with it, because you can be, you know, as awesome as you want to be, your business can still succeed to degrees, but so much goes further in the way that you treat people. And then you go into the elements of being a good business person with managing your things and trying to be balanced with all of it, because that's how you're going to be able to do it for years. So it's just yeah. kind of like a, just a balancing work all the time. Yeah. And how did you kind of learn the skills of owning a business? So like, you know, just figuring out the logistics. Did Was that a YouTube and Google situation for you? Or how did you have a mentor? <laughs> Girl, to be honest, a lot of it was. I mean, I was very thankful because when I, I was in high school, I did reach out to some other photographers who are just excellent at what they do. And a lot of times I just shadowed them. So I didn't get a lot of like the business ends because like you said, you have to have that business skills to keep it going. Um, but yeah, I just did a lot of research. I mean, there's so much information available to us this day and age. You can find a lot of things on how to do your taxes, on how to work things as far as your different like laws and codes. Like it's just, it takes time because trust me, I've, I've made mistakes along the way, but literally just make sure you're, you know, paying what you need to pay and, you know, keeping things rolling. But it's, it's been, you just, it's just a learning process. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And it really is. Right. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it really is. I'm so thankful for how accessible information is, whether it's like a course that you're paying for or just free information on YouTube and Google. Like there is whatever you're looking for is at your fingertips at any given time. So that's a huge I feel like that can kind of lower the barrier to entry into whatever field you're wanting to get into, you know, exactly right. So that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So oh, your Airbnbs that you've shared photos of are gorgeous. So obviously you have a talent in interior design and in in addition to the kind of business side of Airbnb. So I'm so excited to chat about that. Tell me kind of what sparked the idea to get into, well, let's start with this. Have you always been into interiors? Is, has that always been a thing for you? You know, like 
probably like honestly not. I've always enjoyed it. I never thought of it for myself until I had to push myself into opening one my, for my for our for our benefit. And so when I like started doing it, I was like, man, I actually enjoy this. But no, honestly, I mean, I think we all are into like watching HGTV and stuff and have imagined ourselves into that to a degree. But literally, if you would have asked me like three years ago, I would never have said, oh, you know, I, I actually feel like interior design may be something I want to, you know, delve into. Like, I never would have thought that. So honestly, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, well, you have an eye for it, like a natural talent for it. So way to go. I love seeing it. Tell me about the Airbnb world. So what made you kind of like, this could be a really good opportunity for me. What, what kind of made that idea click for you? Honestly, it was being an artist and having like already doing photography and having photography as a business. It, I mean, there's plenty of work to go with it, but then it was always trying to find ways to capitalize on our time and being smart with how we made investments because, you know, we, we don't work traditional jobs with, you know, health insurance. And so for me, it was like, okay, we actually I'll, I'll bag back a little bit. We ended up buying a foreclosure during the process of all of this. And so wow. it taught us so much about like remodeling and home stuff. And then when we had that garage, it was just a joke over the dinner table. Like, hey, we should turn it into a little house. And at first we were just going to use it as a potential rental, you know, to have that extra cash. But then to give it the opportunity to at least just see what it would do on Airbnb. I wasn't, I didn't know the numbers behind it, but it has literally blew our mind with how well it does in the Little Rock area. And honestly, just all over. So now we've just been like, man, this is interesting and offering somewhere comfortable. And like you said, stylish that where yeah. people feel like, oh, okay. Like they're getting good value. It's such a great experience because outside of just, you know, traveling, you want to stay somewhere you feel at ease and experience like, you know, the local city. So yes, it's been great. I've learned a lot just about hospitality period in that industry. And so like Airbnb is such a great platform. Like I'm all about whenever I'm talking to friends, looking at getting their first home, I'm like, if you can find a house that has a mother-in-law quarters or a carriage house, like go for it. It's such a cool, like, it could pay your mortgage for us we were able to find a foreclosure and it pretty much pay, it's we're pretty much net zero on our whole investment because Ugh. it paid us more to live here than it would have just been to leave this whole project alone like it's been that's amazing a, oh girl it's been a dream come true when it comes to numbers you know as a business person it's like oh this house is zero dollars it doesn't really you know so it's been a, a cool oh. process, all because of 300 square feet in our backyard. Like, I'm like, that is amazing. It. And it's interesting, too, because I wouldn't naturally think that Little Rock, Arkansas would be like a spot that every night you'd have a new guest and that there would be constant traffic. But it sounds like that is the case. Yeah, I would not have thought I, I was with you exactly. Like whenever we listed it, I was like, OK, if we could just make X amount, I'll be happy. But then literally... <laughs> Times it by six is as far as what I expected is what it did. Like I was just like, oh, okay, well, there's somebody, there's somebody. Like we listed it on like I think December 14th of 2019, and it has been 90 to 100 percent occupied ever since then. Like you know, it's just oh my like, goodness. The so it's it's been cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Thing. That's amazing. So 
how how does the workload of being an Airbnb super host, by the way, Miranda is a super host, which is awesome. <laughs> um, how does the workload kind of compare with what you thought it would be like to be doing this? Uh, you know, I, I really didn't know what to expect. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I guess I, it, it, it's not too bad, but just like, I mean, even with photography, you know, it looks cool to take photos, but there's still so much work to it when it comes to being a business person. So with Airbnb, it's like, oh, I get, you know, I get to have these cool properties and manage them and decorate them, but there's still work and making people feel comfortable and telling them about the area. And I try to have amenities that make them feel at home or guidebooks that tell them about the city or be available to them whenever they have a quick question. Like it is still logistically just work as well. And we're learning that too, you know, as far as, you know, in time we may delegate some of these responsibilities to kind of come up with the crew. But right now it's, it's really, it's not bad, but it's work too. It's yeah. just, but it's like we were talking about, it's enjoyable work. So I, some of the comments we get back from people in the reviews, it really makes it like worth it. You're like, oh, okay, these people really had a good time because I offered them a place to stay that, that helped to, you know, just make them feel at home and at ease and, you know, just cool. So I, it's, it's big, it's, it's good. So that's awesome. And it really is so valuable whenever you go, I mean, logistically you have to have a place to stay, but then whenever you love the place that you're staying, it really does just up the value of your whole experience so much. It makes such a big difference. I know for me, when we're traveling, we've done it both ways. We've done it where it's like, let's just find a place, you know, that's super affordable that, which affordable is always great, but extra affordable. It doesn't have to be cute. It can be uncomfortably small, whatever, and not cute or anything. That's, that's fine and understandable. But whenever you have a space that does bring you joy, oh my goodness, it doesn't like be, it doesn't feel like it's pushing you out to go do things all the time. It's like, I feel restful and comfortable and joy infused in my heart when I'm here. And so I'm just saying, I think that what you're providing to your guests is that it's a space that is part of the experience, not just like a logistical necessity, you know? Right. You know, it, like you were just mentioning there, it hits several different points because like for our tiny home, it's probably the more economical option, you know, for people just traveling, trying to meet a price as similar to what a hotel would be and having their pet with them, but still having something that beats out the just getting a room at a hotel because now you have something that's literally at somebody's home that's comfortable, that's surrounded by a garden that has, you know, chickens to the left of them, you know, like it's something different, like you said. Um, But then also with having just other properties, since sometimes you focus maybe more on the style element and just offering something that's more of an experience. Like it's so cool. Like what Airbnb lets people like just host like myself, offer to people you know you can you can set your price but then you can also design this thing and it just gives people a unique opportunity to like shop around and figure out what they want to do you know yeah yeah so much fun it's airbnb the the website feels like pinterest to me like i could be on it forever just getting inspired you could look anywhere in the world and just dream about all the places to stay so um okay so tell me a little bit about like if someone is interested in being an Airbnb host, what are some of the little things that you do to make it a really amazing experience for, for your guests when they arrive? Well, I try to think about when I travel, what, up, what, what would I want? And so like I, as much as I try to come up with a list of things to pack before I leave, I still forget things like a toothbrush 
or I forget a makeup wipe or I forget this and that. So I try to think about those small things and have those amenities in the Airbnb because I mean, yes, it costs a little bit of extra, but it goes such a far away when it comes to making a person feel like, oh, I don't need to run to a convenience store and grab this or that, like, you know, or providing just your basic toiletries, like obviously, but I really try to be thoughtful, like, you know, if I get something and it, it can make that guest experience better, I try to offer it in my Airbnb. So um, for anyone that's thinking about hosting, you really just try to think about the people you're catering to. Um, but then also, I mean, just it's, it's just love. I mean, just care for people and just really think about them. So, I mean, that's probably my biggest tip as far as making it special. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thinking ahead of them of what, what might make their day or yeah. make them feel some relief when they see exactly. that you've already thought of it. That's awesome. And then I also love that you mentioned that you kind of provide info about the area for people who aren't from here. I think that really is a helpful thing. Maybe some good restaurants or I don't know what that looks like for you, but I feel like that is probably a big help. Yeah, you're getting it. You know, it's nice because like sometimes they'll even have like, you know, their pets with them. So, you know, we have the bark bar, we have this dog park. So I'm like, hey, you can go to these options or restaurants because like that's one thing when I travel to a city, I'm like, man, where do I eat it? Because you don't want to always just support chains. You want to try local food. So I'm like, okay, you have to go here. And so all that makes a difference, you know, tell people what you like and then come up with some other suggestions that are a little bit broader so that people can have choices. But it's, you know, it's fun making those recommendations and supporting local. I'm so happy whenever I hear they're like, oh, I went to the root for breakfast. Like, yeah, that makes my heart happy because like it's not only good, but it supported like my city. So. Oh, so cool. So in that way, there's such a ripple effect of what you're doing. So um, benefiting so many more people than just your guests, even. So business owners all over the place. I love it. Um, and then for someone who again, is interested in being an Airbnb host, but they really don't even know where to start, what kind of space to look for. What are the logistics of like getting started? Okay. So like if you were starting at zero, you're trying to figure out, okay, do you even have just the, the pretty much the setup to even get going? So obviously if you're fortunate enough to have a home that has an extra space, like a carriage house or a guest house or a pool house or something that could be a living quarters, you already hit the jackpot. Some people literally have that stuff sitting in their backyard and it's like, you know, they're just using it for family or whatever. Like go ahead the and the opportunity. Exactly. You have an opportunity right there in your yard. Or you may be like me, you may just have an attached garage that can be converted. So then of course my suggestion is get quotes and see how much it would take for you to work toward that goal of getting that turned into a quarters because it may not be ready, but Let's just say it costs this amount of money. Save up your money and make it worth it because the numbers with Airbnb can be such a wise investment toward, you know, helping you with your home or your mortgage or even future innovations you want to do. But if you are just looking at the market like, hey, I want to just buy a house and turn it into an Airbnb, uh, that can be different city by city and state by state because of different like laws and codes. So first, See what your laws are, your different ordinances are to make sure before you make that purchase that it could even be something that's advantageous for you. Because in some cities and even in Little Rock, they're working on things that um, really benefit our communities, making sure that, you know, parking isn't an issue for your neighbors or noise isn't an issue for the people that you're hosting next to. But if you're looking for a property that's good for Airbnb just for an investment, 
look in areas that you would want to stay in, but then also make sure it's like, it, it just like, if it's not maybe in the most perfect neighborhood you could ever dream of, then make sure you create an experience that not only is secure for that person, but that makes them feel comfortable. Like if you pull up to that home and you wouldn't feel comfortable pulling up to it, just think about what the guests would feel like. So it's really being empathetic to travelers and understanding that it's not just you, but these people are traveling in from everywhere and just, you know, keeping that in mind. So I love that. (laughs) Those are very, yeah, those are great tips. And I love hearing you talk about this because just like with photography for you, it all does come back to like connecting with people and like being able to kind of empathize with people and connect and figure out what they want, what makes them feel comfortable. That makes for a good photographer. That makes for a good Airbnb host. That makes for a good person operating in the world, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So I love that you've kind of gotten to the root of it, of realizing that really is the core thing that makes all the difference. Exactly. So it's just, like you said, just thinking about people because all of it will involve that when it comes to being a business owner and being successful with it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Talk to me about your gardening life. Um, How did you get into it? And tell me a little bit about your current gardening setup. So honestly, I've always loved plants. I grew up in the country. My mom always had a garden to a degree every year, but it was like, it wasn't like I was really into it back then. It's just, I had an appreciation. Like I I, I love nature, but this pandemic literally brought it out of me like like whenever it hit I was just trying to find ways to like do things that were healthy without like just just wasting too much time so I was like okay let me find something to get into like I was like I'm just gonna do a garden this year because it hit right in the spring I was like let's try it but like I, I sometimes I don't know if I'm just a little bit obsessive I just I just kept going for it kept going like it just it kept getting bigger there was a new raised bed here, then another one, then another one, and then drip line irrigation, and then like composting piles, and then chickens made their way in, and a pond was built. It just became a DIY. <laughs> yes, it just it was like DIY project after DIY project because I realized just digging in the dirt and being out in the sun that I loved it. Like it's so enjoyable, it's so cathartic, it's so like. It just, and it's so cool to take something from a seed and see it become like a fruit or vegetable. You're just like, how? And so then I was just, oh, you're just, I just couldn't stop. And so um, right now I have, like, it's a pretty big garden. I mean, we're at the end of the season, so it's not as green as what it, you know, would have been, but it's, it's still, it's a lot of stuff out there. And it's just funny because it wasn't like I I mentioned before, this house was a foreclosure. So, I mean, beforehand, it literally was a junkyard. There were like eight abandoned cars here. There was just refrigerators and bathtubs. Like, so when I go through the photos, when we first purchased this place to now seeing that it's, you know, most of the property is now a garden. It makes me so happy because it like gave this property like a life that 
It deserved all. Oh, okay. You might have to send me some before and afters and I might have to share them because that is so amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, I love, I love hearing you talk about like, well, one thing just led to the next and it slowly just really exploded into this whole, whole thing you never saw coming. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you live in the middle of the city, but you're still able to kind of like connect with your roots of like growing up in the country, being in nature, out in the sun, digging in the dirt. You're still able to bring that into your life, even though you live in the city. Exactly. A lot of my neighbors say, you know, I make them tired because I'll be walking back and forth my yard with a shovel and bags of dirt. I just move back and forth. But it's it's just so it's it's fun because you can share your produce with your neighbors and just it's a 360 of just enjoyment because you can share it, you can grow it, you can just all of it. It makes things beautiful. I see little butterflies and other pollinators outside. When I walk outside, I'm just like, oh, this makes me so happy. (laughs) Like, so it doesn't matter where I move it in the future. As long as there's some ground and I can grow something, that's always, I realize it's just going to make me happy. And I, I love to share that with people. I'm like, oh, even if you can't, you know, grow this large plot of a garden, just get you some like, Get you some Home Depot buckets and just grow something for the benefit of, even if you mess up at it, like just try it because I think that's the cool thing about gardening. It's like no complete right way to do it. And then you Mm -hmm. like can mess up. You can, I mean, bugs come for you. The the weather comes for you, but it's just like, you can just enjoy the different seasons of change with it and figure things out as you go. So, yeah. And that leads me directly into my next question Mm -hmm. is what do you love the most about gardening? It's exactly like that. I just love that there is no set way to do it. And then there's also so many things you can grow. I um, I stumbled across a company called Baker Creek Seed Company, and they literally have all these heirloom varieties of tomatoes and of squash. I never knew existed. Like, it's so cool. So I treat myself to I mean, I would say like just a couple, but probably, you know, <laughs> dozens and dozens of packs of seeds. And I'm like, I cannot wait to see this become what's on the front of, you know, it's, yeah. it's just cool because you can just give it a try. I mean, our climates are different than other parts of the States, but it's just always worth just seeing how it would go or just trying new things. And I'm just like, I feel like we're in a day and age where people spend so much time on their phones and on social media but I feel like this gives you a time to like like there's so many benefits I mean you you're getting that vitamin d which helps with your attitude but you're also feeling you're it makes you feel so productive because even though I am a business owner and I get to enjoy productivity I feel like pretty well I feel like this just brings me so much satisfaction to watch a garden on top of all that in my free time like um, it's, it's just a great investment of your, your spare time. If you're able to even, like I said, do a little bit or do a lot. It just, it makes, it's just worth trying. I always feel like, <laughs> like it, yeah. it's brought and, me much more happiness than I imagine it would. Oh, that's amazing. And it really is. That's the thing is like letting it be worth it to you. Because I think it in this culture, you kind of touched on it that everybody is always, you know, we're so plugged in all the time and it can feel like we need to either for social or financial reasons, always be plugged in at all times. And it really is so beneficial to like give yourself permission, realize that it is feeding your spirit and your soul to unplug and do something just because you love it, not because it's making you money, not because it's making you, you know, somehow socially climbing up some ladder. It's really just for your own fulfillment, which does ultimately benefit other people. But it's, it's it's for, you know, that creative 
fulfillment in your own life. I think that that is, I think that that's a cool thing that you've already fully recognized and allowed yourself to prioritize. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been honestly with this pandemic, like I know we've all like, it's been hard, but like, it's just been something to make it a lot better. So I'm just like, you know, instead of focusing on what's all the craziness around us, which, you know, it's good to be aware of things. It's nice to just put yourself into something. And then the gardening community that I've run into has been so welcoming and warm. Like people that garden are so generous. And so, like I said, you know, you share, like if I grow something, I love to share it with my neighbors. Like, I feel like it makes you want to share. Because if you if you grow some tomato plants and you're getting hundreds of tomatoes, and you're just like, I'm not going to eat all this. Let me go to my neighbor's house and see if they would like some. And then it encourages them to get out with their kids and try it. I just feel like it's like a ripple effect of, Oh no, happiness. And I mean, fresh produce from the garden are so good. It just makes your neighbors happy. So then I'm like, it makes you a good neighbor. Yes. I love it so much. We were going to have raised beds in our backyard, which we ended up not, but hopefully this coming year we will do it. Um, but when we were thinking we were about to start doing that, I got in this Facebook group for like beginner gardeners and I was just blown away by how sweet and encouraging everybody was. And I was just, and like, you know, they would post questions of like, how do I keep bugs from you know getting into this area or what do I do this just happened and everyone just has so many tips and tricks because there are just so many you know common issues that come up in gardening so that kind of leads me into what are some for you some of the top tips you would give to total beginners most commonly made mistakes things that you've learned god I'm trying to think like I guess one of the first tips is just not to be too scared of it like I know a lot mm -hmm. of people are like I can't keep nothing alive <laughs> well, keep saying that you're probably never gonna study I'm just like just try it you know if it dies it's really not the end of the world guess what you can do you can go buy another starter or just buy a package of seeds and just restart your seeds over until you figure out how to work that into your schedule to keep that plant alive like and then another tip I would have is like you know obviously working for myself, I have a little bit more flexibility to work my garden and keep it cultivated. But if you have a busy work schedule, just don't take on a garden that's too big for you to handle because then it can get discouraging. It's like, oh man, I can't keep none of this alive or I didn't get nothing out of all that. Like really just show yourself some modesty and just be like, okay, I'm just going to do one race bed and just see if I can get this going because you're going to be so happy if the Rather than doing a dozen tomato plants, you just focus on two and you saw that they actually did something. It'll make you just like, okay, I got that down. Next year, I'll try more. So it's just like pacing yourself. And then also we were talking about all these Facebook groups you can join, like find you some local groups and like reach out to other people and see what like the issues that they face in their area, because there's different pests. There's like different animals that love to eat from your garden. Like you just have to figure out how to keep your food on the vine until you bring it in the house. Like that's a big thing. So that's the main thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so just working with that and dealing with the weather. It's just, it's a lot of things you can learn, but don't like feel free to like ask people who garden because for the most part, they're very generous with like sharing their experiences because like I said, it's just a really warm and generous community that's out there to help so just go out there and get that information and just keep growing away and post pictures of what you're growing so I can see everything this may like yes post it share it and you know, figure <laughs> it out but it's it's worth especially if you can you know work in that time 
Um, even if you're just getting off of work, just go out there, throw a little water on it, fertilize it from time to time. Just it's it's worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Um now I'm gonna need to go start my garden like ASAP. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about Painted Tree Boutiques. If you didn't already know, this podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques, which is truly an experience like no other. If you are looking for an amazing shopping experience to have with a friend or family member, this is your spot. There are hundreds of vendors under one roof, all specializing in gifts, decor, fashion, soaps, candles, and so much more. And there are painted tree locations all across the nation. So this is an incredible opportunity to support small businesses, small shop owners, and get some truly incredible, unique finds and quality time with people that you love. Again, it comes back to the experience like no other at Painted Tree. So visit paintedtree.com to learn more and find your nearest location. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D-T-R-E-E.com. Thanks, friends. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about your interior and like fashion, whatever. How would you describe your style? Man, you know, sometimes I was thinking about that. It just changes sometimes. But anyway, overall, like, are you more so like with home or like clothing? Like, we're um, why don't we, if you think that they're different, let's start with home and then we'll do clothing. <laughs> okay. So home, obviously, I feel like my eye just gets so happy when I see anything that's mid-century modern. Like, mm. I'm just like, oh, that's good. You know, it's just like, it's happy. <laughs> like, but, but now as time has gone on I realized I really appreciate so many things about like the art deco period and I love elements of home styles that definitely um, embrace you know the good points of history like I love historic homes and I love old trim so like therefore whenever like you know I look at these historic homes I'm like oh don't make it too new so I just I, I like historic charm with mid I guess mid-century like flair and then some art deco touches as far as what I enjoy living in but then when it comes down to like uh it's funny because with this new place that we're designing I feel like in some ways it's not fully my style but I also think about like I, I appreciate so many things about different like stylings that I'm like oh it gives you opportunity to try something you know different and so it's been fun because I'm like, this will be, you know, even though, you know, someone may not want to always live here, this is a great opportunity to give them a creative space to enjoy something outside of what's really popular right now. So I've been just delving into trying some different styles so I can appreciate it because honestly, like I said, I feel like I just sometimes get a little bit misplaced. I'm like, oh, I enjoy all of it. I'm like, which one do I love the most? But probably definitely with this whole mid-century modern trend. I just, I think it's, you know, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> so I agree. Um, I totally agree. And I've got to know what kind of style direction are you going with this new Airbnb? Yeah, it's okay. It is probably going to be a little bit more like it's, it's funny. It changed <laughs> several times. Like I'll go ahead and throw out the color. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a pink house. Oh, all pink. And I'm still not letting go of my pink dreams. One day I'll talk <laughs> about having a pink house. 
but now we've completely changed it to the polar opposite. It's a black house, which I feel like is so much more Scandinavian in design. Yeah. The way it's like, so it probably, it's still funny. It's probably still touching on a lot of mid-century modern things, but I'm definitely trying to trace it with a lot more like, I guess like glam on the inside to a degree without being like, you know, over much like, it's, it's still within my comfort zone, but a little bit out of it. So I'm just, it's, I love it. It's still developing because right now we're, we definitely took it to the stud. So who knows? By the time you talk to me, this thing may be. It could out. change multiple times before we're the finished product is here. <laughs> exactly. So, it, but it's coming along and I'm so excited because, like I said, I'm trying my best to try something different. So that's we'll see awesome. What it actually ends up being, but how fun it's so cool that you know through this airbnb thing you get to experiment with different styles without like you know putting time and money into changing your own home risking exactly. that it's not actually the style you want you know it's cool that you kind of get to experiment in that way i know i've been thankful for that because i'm like i never would have thought it but it's been it's cool because like i said it's it's just being able to be creative in so many ways and i'm always thankful that i found photography at a young age because I, like i said i feel like it was a stair step to like the other things that I've gotten into creative like as far as being a creative that's helped me to just you know build on to that because I'm just thankful for all of it <laughs> yeah awesome so talk to me a little bit about your clothing style <laughs> oh you know it's I just it's definitely went down since you know 2020 I just want to end out <laughs> we all know that that life urban homesteader I'm just playing now (laughs) oh I feel like I love uh it starts with a hat (laughs) if I can always a hat yes it starts with a hat I mean we're on zoom right now and I'm wearing a hat so I love hats but I'm trying to think of like specifically I just because getting dressed is such a confidence boost to me like to put on an outfit and to feel in a particular way like if I'm just like at home working in the yard I feel like a yard worker and I'm getting stuff done but like when it's time to go meet with my clients or like you know just head out and run errands I like to feel good so uh I would it, it changes I love like like retro styles but at the same time I love anything that's comfortable so I mean it probably is all over the place too kind of like my whole style with interior design but really things that, you know, flatter my body. And it changes sometimes. I'm like, because our bodies change and we change. And so I feel like as I've gotten older, I've appreciated different things when it comes to clothing. But I love anything that, you know, emulates just a, a retro style, but it has to have a hat. I mean, I mean, always how, a hat. You get out of the house without a hat. For me, because I'm just like, I feel like my head has now gotten so used to hats. It's like, okay, what hat are you wearing today? Now pick out your outfit. So I love I, it. Oh, I love it so much. Um, and then how do you feel like kind of expressing yourself through style is something that adds value into your life? Well, it's, it's that whole, like, just, we're, we're just going in a circle here. Cause when it comes down to being a business owner, I'm thankful to be creative with my business and be able to have that outlet. But then when it comes down to the way I dress and present myself, also being in line with that and just, it just all working together. I'm just thankful that I've never felt like super confined to just having to be, you know, a, a, in a particular schedule or set, but being able to 
you know, enjoy trying something new. Like I said, I never thought I would be doing Airbnb. I never thought I would be buying properties and remodeling. Like all of that's new. So being open-minded and I feel like that just kind of correlates down to so much about my life and just being able to take advantage of opportunities as they come because having that flexibility as a creative and as a business owner and being open to just try new things. So, I mean, I know that's probably not just a set style, but it's just really yeah. just, it's, it's, it's just open. Like I, I, I like to just have, uh, it's just, it's been awesome just seeing how my skill set has been able to grow by having that mindset, like, okay, you're, you're not just a photographer. Cause that was kind of a thing for me when I got into this at a young age was just feeling like my identity was so closely related with being a photographer. It's like, okay, you're a photographer. But then as I was able to push myself out of those confines and realize I could be more than just that, I could be a gardener. I could, yeah. I could, you know, do interior design. I can, I mean, I honestly, you know, maybe a contractor one day, you know, like it's yeah. just it's really cool to see how that was built off of. Cause there's nothing wrong with doing one thing and being really good at it. But I just, I feel like I'm just thankful to try to be creative because now it's giving me the, the mindset that, Hey, you can try other things. And, mm. so. and I love what you're hitting on is really important because just like we're always changing and evolving as people mm. and growing, our style is going to reflect that. And I think it yeah. is important to just own that and let it be. You don't have to have one nailed down interior style, one nailed down clothing yeah. style, because that's, that's not helpful. That's confining. And as we are, as we are creative people who love to, you know, <laughs> let ourselves change and get into new things, that's going to affect our, you know, outward facing style, of course. I couldn't agree more. So awesome. Um, okay. So tell me how, what does it look like for you kind of balancing posting consistently online with kind of having boundaries with technology? Yeah, it's like, it's hard because social media, it's like, you want to be able to, you know, share things for, you know, relevance, to be relevant to a degree, you know, you want to keep things regular and show people what's going on. But at the same time, it's like, you want to put your phone down. So I'm still, to be honest, I'm still learning that whole process. I'm just like, okay, yeah. Uh, what I've been trying to do lately is just kind of confine like the amount of time I spend the day to certain hours, you know, because, you know, you do need to check your social media. And as a creative, we have to share our work. And, and that's such a great platform for us to grow our business. So I'm very thankful for it. But just like everything, I think everything has its proper place. And so just not to let it like take over because then it can be really crushing because you're just like, oh, you know, I'm not doing good enough. It's, it's really, it can, to me, it can stunt your growth if you spend too much time on it. So like I said, I try to make it be it, like keep its place. It's like I said, it's still a balancing act. So yeah, um, yeah just trying to keep it in it, like in its time frame. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. That's so important. And it is, it is hard. And every day, you know, new things come up that kind of add new challenges, whatever it might be. And so it is kind of like a learning ongoing learning experience, I think for all of us. So, but I do think, yeah, just recognizing there's so much life to be had outside of that is a, is a really important, you know, step towards having a healthier relationship with technology. Exactly. Well, for me, it's like how you start your day to me really tells how the rest of my day is going to go. 
So in the morning times, I really try to go ahead and open up my windows, get that natural light in, make my bed, care for myself as far as go ahead and get dressed. Because if I am going somewhere, I like to go ahead and put myself in the mindset that, hey, this is what we're moving toward. I try to make sure I always include Bible reading into my morning routine. Like I just really try to get my morning started on a positive note because on those days when I do wake up too late and I am just like rushing, I feel like the whole day it's like that after that point. So my morning routine is so important to like, just to me, making sure the rest of my day is on a positive note. And then from there, I just really try to just keep a, just a positive outlook on the whole day because like I, we were just talking, it's just so many things that can, you know, bring us down. So I really just try to, you know, be optimistic, say, hey, let's just go about it. And like, I'm thankful because I get to do what I enjoy every day. So it makes it easy, but sometimes little things come up. And so I just try to just, you know, say a quick prayer, just keep going, you know, like, it's like, let's keep, let's keep it moving. Cause you know, it's, it's so many things that can really just get you down. So I'm just, I just, we just try our best. I try. Yeah. Doing. uh, Yeah. And I feel like what I'm hearing you say is kind of doing the things that, you know, are going to set yourself up for like being in a healthy, you know, space, even though there are things unpredictable that are always going to come handling the things that you can control really well, such as how you start your day off really equips you to be able to deal with all the unpredictable things that are definitely going to be coming at us. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Imperfection is, you know, part of it. So um, I know at least in my life for sure. So what are some key pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? Oh man, what would she want to hear? Like, <laughs> Just don't stress too hard about it because honestly, I feel like some of the times in my life when it was just really hard to move forward was because I was overstressed about pretty much the next step. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with trying to be prepared, but stress and just worrying about it to a degree that's, we're talking about just out of your hands, it's just not going to do anything. So really just trying to work hard, do what I can do. And then from there, just keep working toward goals. Like just, and if I were talking to my younger self, just tell myself to keep setting those goals because like, I feel like when you get to a point where you're not setting a goal, whether it is as a business person or as a wife or as just a person, like you, you're not working toward anything, then you just get kind of like, it's like, you're just, you just don't really know where you're, you're going with it. So I always just, I have like a notebook I keep and I always try to keep small go- goals and larger goals to work toward. And it's such a good feeling, even when you just reach those small ones, because I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, it leads up to you reaching the bigger ones. So just reminding myself of that because that's when I feel like growth stops when you stop setting those goals. So. Absolutely. Um, Oh, that's so good. And then what makes you feel like the best version of yourself? It's, I mean, it's funny because I guess probably because we were just talking about goals and stuff. It's just being able to say like, Hey, I want to do this. And then I like, I, I do it like, mm. and it's cause it's so crazy. Like you also there say, okay, one day I want to do all these things. And when you see it come to fruition and it happened, it's like, you're not, you're not doing too bad. Like even cause it may not be as good as the person next to you, but it's good for you because you never thought you would make it to that point. And so like, for me with all these things, when it comes down to like my business, I never 
would have thought like I would have made it work. And then like, but when I kept working toward it and now I look back on all of it, like, hey, I was able to start a photography business or like, hey, I was able to do this. I was able to do that. It's been nice, like being able to look back and feeling that satisfaction, like, hey, like you did it, girl. Like that's not yeah, like you can set a goal and meet it. Like <laughs> yeah. you, even if, it, you know, no matter how big or small it is, it feels so good. And it's like teaching you a really important lesson whenever you do that. Exactly. And then you're more likely, you know, to yes. do other things in the future that you might not, you know, have done otherwise. Exactly. So oh. it just gives you that ammunition you need to keep going. So that's so good. So good. And it really is cool the way that you know, things have played out for you because these have been really like, you know, personal to you things that you've been working on literally since you graduated high school. And it's just awesome that at, at a still young age, you have already gotten to kind of see these things come into fruition. That's awesome. Proud of you. Way to go. I'm just saying. I've been so thankful and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Cause it's, like I said, it's, we all just work with what we can do, but if I can encourage anyone just to to give things a shot and just to keep working toward something that they want to do. I just, I, I want to encourage it in any way I can. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I have no doubt that people listening to this will be able to, you know, take things that you've said and then apply it into whatever it is that they are hoping to be doing. And I love kind of the realistic perspective that you bring because, you know, I have mixed emotions about the whole, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. It's great to do what you love, but you are still going to be working. It's not always going to be like your favorite part of what you're doing that you're doing. And then it is still important to have things that you love that you're not monetizing, which it sounds like for you, that's what gardening is. Yeah. And so I feel like there is kind of this balance of like wanting to be able to do things that you love and monetize it in a way that, you know, is going to be a financial help in your life. But then also kind of having that balance of doing things just because you love it and not doing everything for, you know, for business. No, you hit it out of the park, girl. That's exactly because like, even when you find something you enjoy, you do it as work. Sometimes it takes away that magic whenever you're like making money behind it or you have to do it. But like you said, find things that you enjoy off of that and still just, I mean, and just, you just figure it out as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Moving towards the end, I want to hear about some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to. Okay, so of course with plants, I love all things Plantarina. She's so great. She's a YouTuber, but she has a wonderful account with all things plant related. And so it makes me happy to see all of that. And then um, Roots and Refuge, she's actually a, a local gardener herself. She's from the Conway area. And so seeing all of her stuff and watching her grow as a business owner, but then also as a gardener, it's just so cool to see. Uh, when it comes down to photography, all oh, that list is so long. I mean, even on a local level, there's so many local photographers who, whose work inspires me, even since I've begun, even from where I'm going, um, like Erin Wilson, Stephanie Parsley. I mean, these are powerful women that are just doing great in their art. So seeing that, and then there's bigger accounts like um, Jordan Both, whose work is just timelessly beautiful and so like, like, it's just cool to see what, you know, like what you can do with a camera and with just real people. Um, and then I see what else is there? Oh, with, <laughs> I love all on Airbnb because as an Airbnb owner, then I get to see like all the amazing things that other just real people are doing with properties and what they're sharing. 
Um, so this is probably some of my favorite stuff to follow. If I could think off the top of my head, there's probably a lot more. Oh yeah. (laughs) I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing those. And then we are to the portion called rapid fire questions. It's a lot of fun. I am going to start a sentence and you're going to finish it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You got this. Uh, my, the color I wear most often is green. My favorite book is the Bible. My favorite breakfast food is waffles. My favorite app on my phone is Ooh, Instagram. <laughs> my favorite outfit I've ever worn is oh, that blue dress that makes me feel like a chameleon. <laughs> I love it. When I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Really? Yes. Very cool. Well, you're still you're still hanging out with animals a lot. Yes, so exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. My favorite place I've ever been is Papua New Guinea. Mm. The best piece of advice I've ever received was. Oh my gosh! What is the best one? J- I, this is me. There's so much, I guess that's overwhelming me, but anything that involves like just loving people would be like, is what I'm going to go for because. Mm, Cause at the end of the day, that's the, that's what matters. <laughs> yes. Uh, my role model is. My dad. Hmm. What are you learning about right now? Um, myself, honestly, there's so many things, but especially being a a more spiritual person when it comes down to, um, being able to, to treat people the way that I should, but then also love myself and love the creator the way I should. So Mm. my style icon is style icon. I know this is rapid. I'm almost like I know this one is always like oh I there's know, always a pause like, with this one <laughs> maybe this should be like a normal full question several people I'm just like goodness can, can I come back to that sure yeah absolutely <laughs> like, you can even skip I'll, that one if you want to yeah I was just like <laughs> who is it I don't know I would skip that anyway it's a hard one okay we'll, we'll pass on that one and then if you want to answer let me know yeah, fine. we can share it on the Instagram story later. Hey, um, <laughs> I love what I do because it brings me happiness. And it also hopefully is always my goal to bring other people happiness. Mm. Oh, so good. Okay. How can people connect with you online? You mean like as far as like how, like, like mean- social media, how, how could people find you? Sorry, this oh, is not yeah. rapid fire. This is yeah, just I a think- normal. <laughs> <laughs> My mind was still okay, even though I probably wasn't too rapid with it. Oh no, um, you were great. My my Instagram account is Miranda Randall Photo. So that's M Y R A N D A Randall R A N D L E, and then photo. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook as Miranda Randall Rokey. And those are probably the two main things I'm using right now. I'm I'm really trying hard to like you know, monitor my whole social media use. So mainly find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and hey, I would love to connect with anyone that happens to listen. And if you have any questions, always feel free to like send me a DM or um, send me an email and just tell me your thoughts. Cause I, I really do love helping other people along their journey because 
I had a lot of people send a lot of encouragement my way along all of this. So it's just like, it's, it's what I can do for other creatives. I'm like, just come for me, ladies, guys, whoever wants to come talk to me, let's talk. Oh, so good. Well, I am just beyond grateful to you for taking time out of your morning. Also, Miranda, I just have to brag, really rolled with the punches this morning. We had to postpone at the very last minute for an hour and she rolled with it. I'm so grateful. So thank you so much for being willing to spend a good chunk of your morning hanging out with me here on the podcast. And I I cannot wait to share this with, with our audience. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for letting me be part of it. Absolutely. Well, we will chat soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, girl. Bye. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I definitely enjoyed chatting with Miranda. She's amazing. She inspires me on so many levels. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty inspired to go start that garden now and also maybe go open an Airbnb or two. I don't know. So I hope you enjoyed. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. If you enjoyed this, it would mean the world if you would leave a rating and review and share this episode with a friend. I'll talk to you soon, friends. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Carissa Rodriguez, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.